Hey folks, Joni here. Even though it's only been a couple of years, it feels like an eternity has passed since we last checked in with Petrov, the up-and-coming dream rock group based in the CLT. Since our 2019 interview, Petrov's been named one of Charlotte's best bands by Queen City Nerve, and the band has released a new five-song EP titled Flowerbed. In honor of their new release and much-deserved recognition, we're revisiting our 2019 interview with Petrov and their thoughts on journaling your story, the lows and the highs through song. I hope you enjoyed today's conversation, and I hope you stay safe and stay inspired. I think the Charlotte music scene has a lot of really awesome up-and-coming artists, and hopefully in the future there'll be some that truly blow up, and if they don't, they'll still be knowing their home and rocking out in Charlotte. I'm Joni Deutsch, and from WFAE in Charlotte, this is Amplifier, the music podcast where we shine a light on the artist who calls Charlotte home. Because Charlotte is more than just a banking city or a football city. So every other Thursday on this podcast, we're going to explore the people, places, and things that help define the Queen City's crown sound. And today, we'll hear from a group of Charlotte rockers who are soundtracking their Charlotte experience by playing dream punk music. That's coming up on Amplifier. Amplifier. And then the beat will drop. Amplifier. 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 Can you introduce yourselves and what you do? I'm Mary Grace McCusick. Um, I'm the front woman of the band. I do vocals. I'm Garrett Hersfeld, and I play drums. And the band that you are referring to is the band Petrov. That is true. Which I should mention has been called one of Charlotte's most promising up-and-coming acts. And I have to say that your debut release titled Sleep Here definitely shows signs of that. While they're not with us in the studio today, Petrov also includes your band members, Sid Little, Michael Backlund, and Matt McConomy. So I've seen that Petrov's band members come from different parts of the Charlotte music scene. So I wanted to ask you all, how did Petrov come to be as a band? Um, so our two guitar players, they both had a band together, Borrowed Arts and Boone. And so they already had their past relationship musically. So they basically posted on Craigslist saying that they either wanted a band that sounded like Block Party or Mastodon. And that's where Jarrett came along. And I was like, I love both those bands. I would play <laughs> with this dude in either one of those things. And then and it was signed Sid, S-Y-D. And I know relatively few people with that name. Because I had already known. My old band used to play shows with Borrowed Arts, their old band. 
And I was like, I wonder if it's that Sid. And I was like, I'm interested. He said he had samples. I was like, could you send any samples I could listen to? And he did. And I said, signed Garrett. And then he was like, is this the Garrett from those other bands? I was like, is this the Sid from that? And then we turns out we already knew each other. And uh, yeah, Craigslist. Who knew? Mm-hmm. And then our bassist, Matt, followed the same exact thing from Craigslist. And then Garrett posted on Facebook saying that he needed a vocalist. And I was like, hey, uh, I can sing. I can be in your band. And then they sent me demos and I sent them like a little thing of me singing. And then then we came to be. Garrett, you just mentioned that you were a part of a number of different bands in Charlotte. Can you tell us more about those paths that you took in the Charlotte music scene? Sure. About my, I want to say sophomore, junior year of high school, I kind of was introduced to people who I still consider my best friends 10 years later now getting into the music scene. I was in a high school band and then um, got in touch with these new friends. And so it's been a lot. Uh, the Lo and Beholds was the first kind of like real one, playing our first show at Tremont Music Hall, rest in peace. That was kind of the first taste of being in a band. I was tied down in the summer when I could have been waiting in the water with you. And everybody's got another body to mend. My father was a martyr too. And I said, ooh, I was making knots in the winter when I should have been watching what my body could do. And everybody here speaking over your sin. My mother was a liar too. And I said, like strangers would know your lyrics and just that feeling I was hooked. And I've been doing it ever since then. And Charlotte took about a year break before Petrov and really wanted to get back into it. And so I'm really glad I found that Craigslist post. What about you, Mary Grace, with, with music? How did you come into this line of work? Um, this is my first band I've ever been in, but both my brothers have been in bands and my family's always been pretty musical and um, my brothers have always encouraged me to get into like rock music and like their style of music and everything. So my family kind of helped a lot with like my musical journey, I guess you can say. Petrov has only been around now for, would you say about a year? Is that fair? Since uh, summer of 2018? Yeah, probably. I joined in the summer, probably around June or July is when I joined Petrov. Mary Grace, with this being your first band that you're a part of, what have you learned through that process about your voice or or being a part of a a musical group? I've done a lot of performing from like high school and like random stuff like that. So the performing element wasn't as jarring as like many would kind of expect it to be. I think my biggest like hurdle with joining this band was being able to uncover past emotions and being able to write it down like on a piece of paper. I'm big on journaling so usually I'll just write chicken scratch in a journal of how I'm feeling about something and then I'll close it and then that's it like I've put it out and then I'm done I'll never look at it again but while I was writing I kind of had to go back read old journal entries and like feel those like old emotions again and try to like bring myself back to how I was feeling like at that certain point in my life and um it was really hard just because one I have an awful memory so sometimes I just forget how like I was feeling or certain life events that happened but I think the biggest thing I learned is like how to not shut out 
emotions after I've dealt with them. Like I can appreciate them or like turn them into something different. You mentioned journaling and I feel like that's one of the themes I kind of walked away with when listening to Sleep Year, which is again, the six song EP debut from your band Petrov. On one side, I mean, it sounds just like some Southern California sun-kissed indie rock sound. On the other end, though, it, it does have a sense of journaling, of a day-to-day life of, of individuals. And I would almost say a, a sound of Charlotte and how these are just normal people living normal lives and having to deal through those moments. What inspired the record Sleep Year? Well, just name-wise, so we were trying to think of a lot of band names many involving play on words. I can't help it. I'm a pun, play on words type of person. And Matt, our bass player, came up with Sleep Year. I loved it. I liked it as a band name. We, I think the main reason we realized uh, maybe not to use it for the band name, at least uh, in hashtag form, it looks like Sleepy Ear and just not a bridge we wanted to have to try to cross dealing with that. But we really liked it still. And so name-wise, that ended up, we liked it so much to be the name of the EP, Mary Grace ended up writing journal style like you're talking about. The word bed ended up being in every song somewhere. And so kind of there's that theme with it too of just, you know, we spend a third of our life sleeping or whatever. It's a part of everyone's lives. Somebody said recently how so many things happen while you're in bed, good things, bad things, a lot of thinking, a lot of major life events are determined in some way by when you're in bed. So thematically that kind of is how that formed musically saved up and put in the money for old house studio in Charlotte with Danny Hodges, who's a very nice dude. It's a great studio, and I'm glad we you know, made it sound like it did. Because I do think that's a thing. I'm all for DIY recording yourself, but there is something about making it sound good, too. Um, and it just shows that you kind of tried to put in some effort and care about it in a way, even though it's a financial thing. But, yeah, that's how it kind of came to be. Coming up, Petrov on their debut release and how the city of Charlotte played a role in it, including a little girl at a rock show. That's right after this break on Amplifier. So one of my favorite songs off the record is the song Divine Wine, which is the album starter for a sleep year. To me, the song almost plays out like a day in the life, just like I think the other ones do. But this one in particular, the sound of it just strikes a chord in me. Why is there such a sense of place of um, the daily goings on in this record? 
what does that mean to Petrov as a band? That you're kind of explaining all the little things in and out that happen to the band members or anyone who would live in Charlotte listening to this? I think for me, it's probably since this is my first time writing, I wanted it to be something that is so personal, like talking about my day-to-day, talking about maybe traumatic events, talking about happy events, being able to just, I guess, in a sense, word vomit on this EP. Since it is like my first, just gave me a chance to completely have like a blank canvas on what I can talk about. Some things did give me closure, definitely, like, while I was writing it. Either some relationships or some, like, major events that happened in my life. I, like I said before, typically kind of, like, think about it and then try to get over it as quick as I can. But doing this kind of, like, allows me to have a voice where people can relate their own lives to. Or even just, like inspire people to spark a conversation about things that are going on in their lives and talk about it to people around them. So last week we played at the Abari third anniversary block party and there was a little girl that came up to me and the first thing that came out her mouth was, how did you get so brave? And I was like, oh my God, this is like my moment to like help this girl and like inspire her to like start her like musical journey. What do I say? I don't even remember like what I said, but it's just like having this opportunity to like inspire little girls to do that like is insane. And I was, I didn't even realize this until someone brought it up to me. I was the only female musician that played at that block party. So having that representation in the music scene is like so important. I'm like really happy that this album or this EP can do that for little girls. In all honesty though, it just sparked so much creativity and passion in a young child thinking I could be that person one day. And until they have representation on that level so they'd see this is normalized. This is what normal can be, a woman mm-hmm. being in that line of work in music. Um, they don't have that inspiration. They, they don't have that point of reference. Mm-hmm. I was even thinking like, a few weeks ago, girls now are like so lucky that they have so many rising upcoming like indie rock female bands and female musicians. I had like two bands when I was like a little middle schooler that like were female fronted and Haley, Haley Williams and the uh, front woman oh. of Flyleaf. <laughs> yeah. So it's, it's like I was right. even thinking I was like girls are so, so lucky that they have so many 
female musicians like in the limelight today that are in rock music and are like killing it. But it takes a lot of work. I mean, just like oh, you yeah. said, you know, it's not just you showing up on stage. It's you saying, I can own the stage in my own right. And uh, anyone who watches, whether you're male, female, anywhere on the gender spectrum, you can say like anyone can be in this position. You just need to have the motivation and the community around you, your band supporting you um, all together. So I'm glad that you have that community with Petrov and your your colleagues in the band and also with the audience saying, this rocks. <laughs> should note that Sleep Year, your six-song EP, was released by Self-Aware Records, which yeah. is, in fact, a record label, an independent record label, mm-hmm. uh, led by Charlotte residents Joshua Robbins and Sarah Blumenthal. Yes. And, They're awesome. Uh, it's, it, again, a local ra- record label for local Charlotte bands, including other acts like Late Bloomer, Junior Astronomers, you mentioned earlier, and the band All Right. Um, so there aren't that many record labels based in Charlotte. And the vast majority of Charlotte area musicians are not signed to or distributing their music through record labels. So you guys are kind of uh, in a rare league right now with self-aware records. What has that experience been like for Petrov being on this indie record label? I've known Josh and Sarah for a long time. I used to be in All Right, actually. I was their old, I was a drummer um, for them, and we did a tour together, very close with each other. They just they saw uh, the first show we played, came out to me. It was just like, that was awesome if you ever want to put out stuff let us know we we're like i guess we were just gonna put it out for free anyway just to have it up just to because we we just wanted to make music but like why would we not do it they're awesome they're willing to do this for us and and by do it for us you mean they are put out the tape and cds sarah and josh also have little yeti pr which is what they did our premieres on various websites through and stuff and you know arranging getting it on spotify and all the streaming services they make shirts through circle media printing company they have their own little operations that cover everything um i don't want to say little they're getting bigger and bigger hopefully they're just awesome people just doing it for all the right reasons and really care and they're in there they're about to leave on tour now with their own bands late bloomer and all right on the tour together they do it themselves too so they get it and yeah they're just they're awesome and it's you're right there's not a lot of charlotte ones doing it i think it's about to be 10 years they've been in operation which is amazing and yeah they're just very special group of people what does it mean for an independent act like Petrov to be attached to, I would say, an organization like Self-Aware that can really support your growth, especially when you're starting at the gates with an EP like Sleep Here? I think there's a weird ongoing trend where people have such a distaste for people that aren't doing it themselves. So you're saying it's it almost feels like independent artists are given more credibility because they do everything themselves. But if you were to outsource that to other people to split the work and the effort, then that reputation is turned down a bit because it's saying, well, you didn't make it yourself. You didn't produce it yourself. You didn't market it yourself. How capable are you as a musician? 
Yeah, and I don't want to like discredit people that right. do it themselves, but it's just like. But I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, but it's like also I don't think you should discredit artists from taking opportunities and like being able to try to run with it. Well, I'd almost say that with independent artists, the rate of burnout, the probability of burnout so quickly in their careers because they do everything themselves is so high because, again, they are killing themselves night and day for gigs and shows, promoting, producing, everything because they have no support team. And so I think in cases like this with self-aware records or other outlets, whether you have someone helping you with PR or helping you with you know booking shows, it does allow the artists to do what they need to do, which is make the music and make sure that the audience is enjoying it. It's very stressful uh, booking even just our Raleigh show we just had. It took kind of a lot. The, the venue fell through, but they booked it at another venue for us, which was very nice. And I can imagine having, talking to the cassette pressing people and the CD pressing people and everything all on top of that. It's just, yeah, it makes it a lot easier on your own mental well-being to have help too. Hopefully that mentality of wanting to do it all yourself can kind of change. As an up-and-coming band in Charlotte, what advice would you give to bands in the area that are wanting to get started here in the Queen City? Make music that you think people would actually want to hear. <laughs> like, um, Really? Yeah, I think so. Not, like, Not that they themselves just want to make. <laughs> sure. No, go on. But I'm I think sorry. it's like I'm a thing curious. where it's like music should be shared. And if you're making this thing where I don't, where you don't think, hmm, I guess not to discredit creativity, but the guilty, I listen to the EP a lot. So if it's something that you can't even listen to or you feel comfortable sharing it with people, start over. I see what you're saying. I guess I'd say, I feel like you should. If you enjoy it, though, I say make it if people listen they will if they don't they won't you won't be mad about it if you are making it for yourself i guess but i would say just play shows like acne is a band they're younger dudes and i will say it's really encouraging to see younger people it's the first time i feel like oh there is a whole generation under me of doing cool things because they want to and not for any other reason just for good wholesome reasons and it's really cool to see I think it's also showing that there's a pipeline of talent that's being established in Charlotte more and more with bands coming out and playing these shows because then it's showing the younger generations or any generation getting into music that you can do so in Charlotte. And it's inspiring them to make Charlotte their home for music. I agree. I think the Charlotte music scene has a lot of really awesome up-and-coming artists and hopefully in the future there'll be some that truly blow up and if they don't, they'll still be knowing their home and rocking out in Charlotte. Petrov's latest release is titled Sleep Year. Available on Self-Aware Records, petrovclt.bandcamp.com, and wherever fine music is streamed and sold. Amplifier is a production of WFAE. This episode was written and produced by me, Joni Deutsch. Our associate producer is Cole Del Charco. Our editor is Jadon Marshall. Our theme music is provided by Dirty Art Club. Share your favorite Charlotte music recommendations with me on social media. You can tag and follow me. I'm at a change of tune. Amplifier features a new musical episode every other Thursday. 
So make sure to subscribe to the Amplifier podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you find podcasts. And if you're listening on NPR One, make sure to give us a heart or a favorite. Check out the playlist and show notes for today's episode, along with a Charlotte music map and a way for you to submit your music on our website, wfae.org slash amplifier. Until next time, I'm Joni Deutsch. Thanks for listening.